Hey, this is Nolan North, and you're listening to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Why wouldn't you? Take it from me. Raphael from TMNT. Go back to 2007. We'll save our brother, and then we'll save New York City. Or, of course, you may listen to the Krang. Because the Krang know that you should listen to Turtles. Turtles and Turtle Power Hour. Go listen, Krang. the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody Tuckett. And I'm still Mike Templeton. Right. Gang's all here, baby! Now, I'm sure that a lot of people are anxiously listening to know who the winner of the action figure giveaway is. And uh, we will let you know in our new segment today. So you're going to have to hold on till then. No, no, no secret code words this week. Uh, we had a lot of <laughs> A lot of people enter, um, but only one winner. So, uh, but yeah, thank you to everybody who listened to the whole episode and got the secret code word. Uh, yeah. More people than I thought would uh, write in. So we really appreciated that. Uh, more, yeah. there, there will be more contests in the future. And there were some very, there, there were, you know, a few with some nice words from people. And I mean, there's nothing with any bad, you know, I guess uh, any negative things to say from anyone. Uh, it was a lot no of fun. No one was like, screw you, just give me your action figure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a lot of fun to have uh, people, you know, sending me frantic emails that say nothing but nipples. Uh, you know, <laughs> just, just the word nipples being sent to me. Uh, so this week, like we said last week, we are going to be talking about the Super Turtles manga. So this is kind of a, kind of a prequel to... Uh, the anime you guys watched, but also kind of an alternate story. I don't know. I think, I think it is a prequel. I'm pretty sure it is a prequel. It's, like it, it's, it's, it's both. Uh-huh. So, uh, apparently the last chapter kind of retconned some info. Um, but at least that's the official description that I'm reading. Um, mm. I mean, this. So it's like it, it, it lines up loosely. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of got a summary at the beginning of the last episode, and I think they were just trying to give you good enough information to what's going on in the episodes. And then the, the manga was... Because the manga came out first, uh, before the the TV series did. Is, is that true? I thought the manga came out after. Oh, did it come out after? Never Not mind. After. Ignore, I that. Don't... Ignore that. Did it come I out after? Say that. I, I got this, this says... published in 95, and I'm yeah, pretty sure the anime came out in 96. 96. I mean, I guess that would make sense too. Um, though it, it's kind of baffling. Like, it makes sense why the anime would kind of jump past it, but it's also like, why wouldn't you have just adapted these stories? Yeah, the manga came out first because manga ninety five, anime ninety six, huh. and and I don't know. I'm I'm confused uh, at it as well. But it would make sense on why we got a quick summary at the beginning of the anime instead of them just telling that story with the anime. Yeah, because it's just it's like, why not do five episodes instead of just the two? I guess it just wasn't catching on. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, weird. That's strange. I wonder. I wonder really how popular this was in Japan. Considering how rare the action figures are, I mean, granted that might just be here, but I I don't think it was like incredibly popular. Yeah, we got three manga and an anime episode, right? The the action figures. The action figure. I mean, this is this is all stuff for later. So somebody, somebody, tell a story. Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! So, I got Super Turtles number one, Holy Mutastones Mystery. This issue was published in July of, or maybe not even just an issue, but like a whole book. I don't know, it's 100 pages. It was published in July of 95, and it was written and penciled by uh, Hidetada Idemitsu. Got it in one. Got it in one. First try. The turtles return to their lair after defeating Shredder and destroying his costume. April is treating them to pizza, and suddenly the turtles disappear. On the planet Neutrino, Shredder and Krang are taking over. Shredder has accomplished this with his new suit of armor provided to him by Krang. However, planetary conquest is not the only reason they came here. Krang reveals that he has a mutastone now. He can use it to track down other mutastones and bring them all together to amass power. They go down and find another stone underground, or maybe not. Anyway, either way, they go underground to look for the stones in the ruins on the planet Neutrino. It is now that we learn that the tur- where the turtles were teleported to. They're inside an underground Neutrino temple. They were brought there by Chris Mew, the spirit of the red mutastone. She tells them that the light and dark are unbalanced, but the turtles are the chosen ones meant to protect the planet and that balance. She gives them mutastones so that they can super mutate. They do so and leave to go stop Shredder before she can tell them that there is a time limit. To counter their super mutations, Krang super mutates Bebop and Rocksteady. Just as they charge into battle, the turtle super mutations wear off. They're pummeled by Bebop and Rocksteady and are about to have it all end for them until... There's an earthquake that splits the ground beneath them. They fall very far down a fissure, but survive. Chris Mew reappears and shows them the materials they need to use to escape. Don builds a cool flying motorcycle, and they escape to face Shredder again. The Turtles and Bebop and Rocksteady all supermutate again, and this time, the Turtles win. Krang supermutates Shredder now, just as the Turtles' mutation wears off. Chris Mew warns the turtles that the underground ruins are about to collapse because another earthquake is going to strike due to the imbalance between light and dark. They jump on their bike and escape the underground caverns. Shredder and company are crushed but survive. The turtles head back home. The end. That was a real page turner. I have episode two, Adventure of the Micro Turtles, story and art by Tetsuro Kawabe. And it looks like this whole thing was translated by the Optical Internet Translation Gang, and then specifically Mark Pellegrini. We start off with Splinter admiring the ocean, meditating, having a good time, but it's ruined by the turtles and their summer hijinks. Splinter didn't take them here for leisure, he took them here for training. April definitely came for leisure in her swimsuit, which the turtles very much appreciate. Frustrated by the turtles, Splinter storms off and finds a floating bottle in the water, He opens it up, finding nothing inside at first, except there's a bug who promptly leaps into his mouth and he begins to choke on it. He becomes very sick. April and the turtles don't know what to do. 
Donatello scans Splinter and finds the bug has gone to his heart, and it's doing all sorts of damage. Turns out Shredder and Krang are behind this plot. It's actually a nigh-vampire virus from Dimension X, which is going to slowly turn Splinter to stone in five hours. To stop the nigh-vampire, they have to shrink down using the mutastones. If they supermutate, within three minutes, they'll enlarge and explode poor Splinter. With those rules in mind, they micromutate and hop onto Splinter, where they run into some of his fleas and have to fight them off. Then, they enter through Splinter's mouth and their journey begins. Meanwhile, Krang is going to use his mini micro device to shrink down Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady so they can go inside Splinter, but also are still able to use their devil mutation. They have a foot soldier sneak over and drop them inside Splinter's mouth. The turtles have made it to Sensei's stomach and are dealing with all the acid. They have to hurry up as Splinter is slowly turning to stone. Bit by bit, they encounter gratuitous butt touching and become suspicious of each other, but find out it's actually white blood cells who are attacking them. They escape by giving them Mikey's lunch, pizza, which he brought in. They finally make their way to the heart and the nigh vampire. Before they can deal with the vampire, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady show up. Big trouble for the turtles as they all devil mutate. Shredder's dragon form is way too much for the turtles and they all get beaten up, but lucky for them, the mutation runs out and the turtles then decide they're going to use their three minutes to super mutate and defeat the villains. The turtles easily defeat the bad guys using their awesome weapons. The Nye Vampire is also defeated. It's time for the turtles to escape and they use Donnie's rocket bow staff to get out of there. Splinter sneezes them out. He's back in action on the beach. Everyone's having a good time yet again. Splinter has decided to embrace the beach life, which April and Chris Mew really wish he wouldn't in his special outfit. Shredder's escape landed him in the toilet covered in poop. We learn evil doesn't pay. The end. That brings us to the final volume, Birth of the Silver Warrior, Turtle Saints. Story and art by Toshio Kudo. Krang exclaims in the tender drone that he's did it. He's finally done it. Waking up Shredder, who comes in to demand what Krang is making all the noise, uh, where he finds a bunch of stone tablets all over the floor. Krang explains that these stone tablets are from the Neutrino Kingdom, and by deciphering them, he's finally uncovered the secrets of courage and greed and the amounts and the immense power that one could obtain by using the Mutastone of greed shredder waves him off wanting to just go back to bed when krang does power up the mutastone the mutastone becomes gigantic and krang cackles back up above ground chris Moo is in the sewer lair with the turtles energizing their mutastones when she powers up and takes them to how the ancient temple of the neutrino kingdom looked years and years and years ago where the turtles could see the stone tablets in their original form donatello gets busy to trying to uh decipher them april's filming everything because she's in a super ancient civilization from beyond space and time but donatello can't make heads or tails of anything there chris Mu explains that if courage and greed ever join together a tremendous power will be unleashed Darkness will prevail. It shall overtake the earth and light shall be vanquished forever. She talks about how the four mutastones must be joined together to become the sacred hero, the saint. Chris Mu reveals that she's the spirit of the mutastones, which is why that she knows all of these secrets and whatnot about it. 
by Chris Mu reliving these ancient prophecies. She's a little she's a little tense, so they all decide to head over to uh, the amusement park where the turtles don their baby face disguises and Chris Mu hitches a ride on April. At the amusement park, everybody's having a lovely time. Chris Mu's learning about the human modern human culture when she all of a sudden passes out. Donatella rushes her back to the to the sewer lair, hooking her up to machines, but he can't do much for her because her body is so different from a normal human's because she's the stone spirit. Donatello asks April for her recordings of all the stone walls where he can try and decipher anything, anything that could help her, where he reads more about the turtle saint legend. He comes to the conclusion that every time that they've done their supermutation transformations, They've been draining her life, Chris Mew's life energy because she's the stone spirit. They vow never to mutate, super mutate again. And Chris Mew starts to feel a lot better. We cut back to the Technodrome where Krang has finished his invention, the Sucker Boy 1 and the Sucker Boy 2. These machines are going to suck the greed out of everybody and transform their darkness mutastone into an ultimate version of it. Back at Donatello's lab, Donatello's furiously working on some kind of way to sustain Chris Mu by building a solar panel that will basically hook up to her. When Chris Mu, he runs back to her and she seems to have passed. Turns out she didn't. She gives him a little kiss on the cheek, freaking him out. When all of a sudden Shredder attacks in his super dragon form, the turtles go above ground to go try and stop him fighting Shredder as best they can, trying not to transform to suck the rest of Chris Mew's life energy away from her. But it's very obvious that they're losing the battle. When all of a sudden, Splinter appears above, above ground. Chris Mew uses the last, some of the last of her energy to transform Master Splinter into his super form, finally. As everybody's fighting the Shredder in, the, in his super huge dragon greed form, the turtles at last have to use their supermutations, unfortunately, to transform, to take him on, where they Shredder appears with Dark Moo, the evil counterpart spirit to Chris Moo. Chris Moo begs the turtles to transform to end this evil once and for all. The turtles do, combining into the mighty super mutation, Saint Mutation, Turtle Saint Advent. The Turtle Saint easily dispatches Bebop, Devil Bebop and Rocksteady, flies up to the top of the World Trade Center, and defeats Shredder. As the Turtles go back to the sewer lair, Donatello is incredibly sad because the Mutastones are completely dead, not glowing anymore, and Chris Mu has disappeared. As days go by, everybody is sad and starts to move on with their lives. Donatello not leaving the side of the Mutastones when they suddenly begin to glow again. Donatello hoping that someday he'll meet Chris Mu again. The end. Old storytelling. Well then, let's uh, maybe start moving on to some of those discussions you were talking about on the second time around. Yeah. Hey, uh, nice junk. So the references right off the bat that this one has is a lot of like the kaiju stuff from Japan. So they talk about Godzilla and Gamera. They, they call one of the turtles, you know, Gamera when they, uh, you know, what they Gamera. might look like if they trans. Gamera. I mean, sorry. Gamera. Sophie was listening to this episode, she would be so mad at you. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I, I'm sorry. I don't know a whole lot about the kaiju stuff. But they also mentioned Ultraman, where they're like, I bet Ultraman never has to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a good, that was a good Fun joke. fact, Ultraman does have to deal with that <laughs> constantly. 
Um, let's see, that bike that Donatello makes was also a toy, in case you're curious. Yeah, what toy the... was it? Uh, I forget exactly what it was called, but I mean, it was part of that Super Turtles line. Let me see here. I can, I can look it up real quick. The yeah. toys were done really, really I mean, well. I don't know if these the toys were made for this or these were made for the toys, but probably of all the... Like, any of the toys made based on, like, turtle cartoons or comics, they're almost, like, one-for-one spot-on. Which I don't know. I wonder if it's just easier to make toys based off, like, an anime design or what. I do want the turtle scene figure. Super Mutant Cyclone Cycle. There you go. Was Was that an American one? Or was that it from Japan? In in the third book, it has like the super mutation mask on the front of it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's we're talking about the same bike. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So like, it's it's definitely at uh, least part of yeah, it, it was definitely a, part of the manga and kind of thing. No, no, no but right, but but I'm I saying, believe it was, was an American the, release because the packaging is all English. Is the toy got that, an American that's, release. That's what I'm saying, yeah, because there's both. There was there's an American and a Japanese release. Okay. Because I'm not seeing the Japanese release on TMNT Toys. Uh, it's under the same. It's all under the Cyclone Cycle. If you scroll down, they have the American packaging and then Japanese release under that. Japanese release looks like it might have a oh, slightly different thing. Oh, job. yeah. Cause it's, oh, because it's under. Got it. I'm stupid. There it is. Cy- Cyclone Cycle. Okay. So, yeah. So it did come out in Japan too. Slightly different color scheme. Less green and more silver and blue but yeah same bike the super turtles need to just make a uh a resurgence in popularity so honestly so that these toys can come back (laughs) i really do the the mask is such a cool like a cool mask design i know i'm amazed like a really fun bike (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah i remember i had the toy as a kid and i had no context for it but i loved it (laughs) You had the cyclone cycle, or I had I had just the Leo. Oh, that's awesome! See, I never I never had any of these, and so like it, it was one of those things that like I'd always kind of seen, and like seeing these figures like was cool. And Pixel Dan actually did a really good video on the Turtle Saints back in like 2020, and I, and that was like the first time I had seen that figure. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool. I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but. <laughs> Yeah. I do like this first chapter of this manga. They do explain that, like, why Shredder's armor has changed. It's not just like a different design. They're like, specifically, we ruined his old costume. So yeah. Now yeah. Prang has made him new armor. I thought that was a good bit of continuity. Some nice progression there, which is always yeah. fun. It, it was interesting that the, you know, we, we see the Neutrino Kingdom and we see Zenter and Gizla, but we don't see like the other neutrinos like we don't see zach dask or kala yeah it makes it seem like it's like a dead kingdom like yeah like like an ancient yeah like an ancient kingdom but also like you know just just a really small one yeah i was also kind of confused whether or not they were on earth yeah it's like it makes it seem like it's underground deep underground in earth but i think it has to be like dimension x right i thought so because didn't krang Mentioned that he got the Mutastone in Dimension X and he had just yeah. gotten it, so... Yeah, like he was just spelunking around, I guess. Yeah. 
Which, like, I want to see that. I want to see Krang in like his little, his little armor. Krangiana uh, Jones. Yeah. Would he put the the headlight, um, like on the robot or on his own head? Do you think? Both. You'd have to do both because you would you would need Good. both that's, the height. That's the correct and... answer, Cody. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Is that it for the first book then? I think so, yeah. I don't and I don't have anything for the second one really. For me this book like just really reminded me of the Magic School Bus cuz there's like that whole yeah, yeah. episode of the oh, Magic yeah. School Bus where they go into the body and they talk about how the body works cuz oh yeah, they go and miss one of them sick. Yeah. I remember it freaked me out like remember how they would talk about like when I was a kid, there was the fear, like, oh, if you swallow gum, it's going to stay in your body for, like, yeah. seven years. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I swallow gum all the time. <laughs> all gum. They, go, they go so far into that kid, too. Like, they make it all the way through, basically. <laughs> was it Ralphie? They go into Ralphie? Ralphie, he's sick? yeah. Yeah. I've got to find this video again, but there was this video someone made that was, like, if Miss Frizzle had tenure, and it's just, like, her, like way too drunk like trying to get the kids to go back into ralphie all the time they're like can we explore something cool like a black hole and they're like oh i'll show you a black hole ralphie bend over i think yeah it's funny uh, oh it's my hilarious. god <laughs> it's so funny oh i i gotta say man i am down for a body adventure anytime any place i'm amazed that the 87 cartoon never had a body adventure so i'm glad that we got one here in the manga it feels it feels weird because it's like you watch you you read this and you're like I swear I've I've probably seen the turtles do this before, but no, you're right. Oh, like, yeah. You know, actually we think, can do we can definitively say that now. Yeah. <laughs> that not do that in eighty seven. Mm-hmm. I'm behind, but I think one of the issues of the Saturday morning adventures is also a body adventure. But weird that it wasn't part of the original cartoon, being the trope that it is. Yeah, it was a very nineties vibe to just, you know, shrink down. Yeah. Noodle around. <laughs> yeah, well, because I even remember, like, they didn't go inside anyone's body, but there's, like, an episode of Arthur where he gets, like, an infection, and they have a whole thing explaining how infections work and your white blood cells coming in and fighting it. And, uh, yeah. You know, just your immune system, how it works. And, it, I don't know, there was definitely a lot of that, I feel like. It, it, yeah, like, from stuff from the 90s, and, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that carried over to the early aughts that are just, you know, reruns of stuff that came from the 90s, like Arthur. In the magic school bus, but there's, I don't know, do, do, do they try and explain to kids how their body works anymore? <laughs> no. You know, in cartoons? I don't well, think not, so. I mean, Rick and Morty states. does Anatomy Park. <laughs> there's a good episode of Teen Titans Go where Robin's like super excited. He's like, body adventure the entire time. It's really good. Yeah, there are, there are very much some, uh, there are very much some episodes that, um, or, as I say, there are very, there are very much some states that uh, don't allow that. Really? Oh, you're talking about like education. Yeah. I was like, what states <laughs> don't allow body adventures? I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> body adventure is illegal here. No, I heard you're making a cartoon I'll about a body damned. adventure. Huh? I'll be damned if you learn what a vein is, kid. <laughs> But no, that's, that's that blood, and I don't the truth than, than we would like to admit. <laughs> Miss Frizzle and chains, right. and drug off. <laughs> yeah, that makes depressingly sense. close to the truth. All right, let's move on to to book three then. Oh man, book three! Those creepy baby masks make a comeback. They do. Yeah. 
And they make a joke about it. it. They're like giant man baby masks is what I've been calling them. So Yeah. They like make a joke that you can't all have the same face, you know? People realize something's weird. Like it's April. (laughs) April tells them and so then they make the other three stay behind. Uh, there's another good joke too when the turtles they um like Chris Mew shrinks down and goes into like April's shirt and the turtles one of the turtles is like micro mutation <laughs> yeah my turtles yeah oh yeah my favorite trope ever makes to come back in this uh this issue and, and this is riddled with sarcasm April drops her turtle com even in the manga she drops her turtle yeah <laughs> It's also it's also like the advent, the first appearance of the Turtle Saint. Uh, if these yeah. were def- if these were published before the anime, like we believe to be so, and that's why like I'm confused. I don't I don't know that this is like a retcon of the anime. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, for me, I, I think I it's, it's pretty seemly. I mi- I misread that. Okay. It said it said that it could be seen as a prequel, and I I don't know why I misread that. Nah. Uh, and is anything else? No. Then let's move on to anchovy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Peace. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. So do we have things we don't like? Because I, I, I thought of one for the one. last issue. but One, okay. I don't have anything. Does anyone have anything for book one? I... So I, I do, I, cause we, and we kind of alluded to this before, but I was like, how are the turtles getting back to earth? Because I thought they were on the planet Neutrino underground. And if that's the case, they ride off in their motorcycle, but like, how are they going to get back to earth? Their motorcycle, dude. No. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't even have four seats. I'm sure it doesn't have an oxygen and a hyperdrive. (laughs) I guess I just kind of write it all off as like Chris Mew magic. There we go. See, and uh, I can explain it away really easy. Um, also, like they're throughout this entire manga and the anime, I've had the same complaint, which is like there's this arbitrary time limit, and I'm like, yeah, when the time oh, yeah. limit run, runs up, why not just like do it again? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. But... Though at least like the the written form has the benefit where you can't solidly tell time, whereas true. like in the anime, you're like it's been more than three minutes. Yeah, but... <laughs> But even in the manga, like what they're talking about, because this is my thing, and it it really became an issue for me in book two, but it's kind of there for book one. But definitely things like they are on the outside of Splinter, have to fight a bug, then get inside of Splinter and travel around him, and they do, and like, and confront, uh, you know, do all these things. Was there, because I'm pretty sure, was there a time limit on their micromutation? Wasn't there? So the. The micromutation, I think, was they have. I think they have five minutes, or no, five hours before Splinter turns to stone, so they can micromutate. But if they use their supermutation, then they're locked to three minutes. Then they're locked to three minutes, and then they'll grow back to normal size for some reason. Yeah. Um, I didn't kind of convoluted. This this episode is flying by. I didn't realize we were on the second episode already. Uh, Thing, my anchovy for the first issue was uh, I thought that had the weakest art out of all of them. 
yeah yeah like no, especially like i was flipping through it now and like yeah like the the turtle like uh everybody but the turtles is pretty solid strangely but the turtles yeah, kind of look turtles terrible because like the reveal of like devil bebop and rocksteady is so cool compared to how the turtles like look normally yeah, mm-hmm. like everybody's pretty much on model except the turtle. The turtle. Yeah, they're kind of like, like super turtles look good, but like the turtles themselves, they're like all shoulder. It seems. Yeah, they're kind of like big turtles. They look like <laughs> they look like a bunch of little shreks. <laughs> yeah, or they almost yeah. kind of they kind of have like sumo vibes going on in a lot of the uh, just a bunch of thick boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now so, that like I did notice that, and now that you pointed out again, yeah, it is very glaring. So I'll count that as my anchovy as well. Yeah. I'm also not really a fan of like crass pervy turtles. Uh as far as like on the on the on the pervy side. Yeah, like uh, they you know, they everybody kind of leers at April in her swimsuit. A little a little too much. Yeah, yeah, I think it draws like a fine line for me. Like I think it's like I love the turtles being pervy and like ridiculous, but then like at the expense of like objectifying april over and over that's the part of it sucks so it's like i'm very much torn between it because i do think it's hilarious but it's also like nah it's it's funny in like this context because like it's very it's very much like reminiscent of like this kind of gag manga yeah and it's also Um, very much like in an anime if you go to the beach that's yeah, like, like, yeah, like, happen. like, it was, it's, it's mm. hilarious that we got a beach episode in, in this manga. Um, but it's, it, but yeah, like, it, it kind of, it's weird to see the turtles be like anime, anime pervy. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it, it the joke itself is funny, but, but, but yeah, but, but the fact that it's the turtles do, doing this like anime trope, that's what's like hard to reconcile. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I have a hard time with I guess in general just with the turtles yeah being being pervy because even even in like urban legends and stuff there's some things where I'm kind of just like ah uh, you know uh, in the urban legend series comic books uh, because like because really like I've favorite. been reading a lot of I've been reading a lot of like older Akira Toriyama like uh-huh. you know, <laughs> and you know like when you read Dragon Ball or Doctor Slump oh yeah or, or even like the old like manga theater stuff he used to do like that's all super pervy stuff. So it's like, I was kind yeah. of already like mentally prepared for that kind of joke, but it's yeah. still like jarring to see the turtles do it. Yeah. No, like I, I love dragon ball. Like I, I really love it. Yeah, but, dragon ball is super fun, but it also like things with master Roshi, especially now more than ever, like make me very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, but you have to, you have to yeah. look at it in the context of the time. Like, you know, it, it it's, it's absolutely you know, very icky that he's lusting after a 14 year old girl. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it, it just the, in general, it just, the, it just sucks that that was the humor at the time. So it's like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. No, like it, it is definitely the humor of the time, but at the same time, it, yeah. I mean, it made me uncomfortable when I, when I watched it the first time, but like even more so now <laughs> it's, it's tough to watch sometimes. Um, but yeah, anyway, Another thing is, is that, uh, I mean, I guess maybe they need, do they need Krang's machine to grow back to big then? Um, because do they, do they need to delay the turtles or could they just grow big inside Splinter and explode him? Uh, you know, could, would Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady in there? Like, oh, why, yeah, why, why isn't that? Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely, they could have done that. 
And I guess at the end, I mean, they get him out of the toilet. I, I guess this assuming Krang enlarges yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing they have to have Krang's machine, and and then that that anchovy gets explained away. But if they don't have to have the machine, then yeah, because I think um, then they could yeah, just grow inside Splinter and explode him. You know, like <laughs> well, even when they're small, like they're still super mutants. Can they just like punch his heart a bunch of times? Cool. Yeah, 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 something like that as well. That that's another thing. Like they're inside him with superpowers. Well, yeah, like, I mean, at, at that point, I guess like, like laser the turtles are delaying or... them long enough. But like they didn't have to delay the turtles. They could probably just deliver a crushing blow to his his heart while they're inside of it. Anyway, uh, well, they just go to the brain and do like anything. They give splinter <laughs> brain damage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I just I just feel like there's plenty of things that they could do being inside of Splinter's body besides just delaying the turtles so that these bugs can uh, turn him to stone. Anyway, that, that's my final end, shall we? I, I really wish we had more of their weapons. I thought their weapons were cool, but like... Those were cool. They're highly... And again, those are like dead on... I, can, I guess I can only really speak to like Leonardo, but Leonardo's weapons are literally what you got with the figure. Yeah. It's like we didn't see him in the anime like at all. Uh, we didn't really see him except for Donatello's in the first one. So I would like to see more. Yeah. I mean, there's always eBay, and you can see more. Ah, there we go. For a price. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! There's even a Super Mutant Splinter toy. I forgot he went all Super Saiyan there for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah he snuck it in there. Cool. All right, are we ready for the third one? Yep. Um, I didn't like that Don seems to love Chris Mew and no one else seems to care about her whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, because like, as she's dying, they're like, ah, it's fine, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Guys, we got a super mutate! <laughs> Though, I didn't like how, like, it, it seems like her, like, health or sickness is kind of waning and waxing for, like, no rhyme or reason. So, like, I, you don't understand why at any given point. That's true, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that part of it. Yeah, that, that's kind of the biggest issue with this is there's like rules that they'll put forth, but then like they never really truly feel like they're following the rules, you know, like the three minute limit. But like these things are taking place that have to be happening for over three minutes of time. And then you have like, oh, it slowly kills her. But then it's like her strength, like you said, waxing, waning. And well, yeah, because like, the like, there's like a panel where she says that like Donatello's tears healed her. And it's like, yeah. what? Well, like, when did that become a thing? Yeah. Yeah, you can also just, understand why the other turtles don't care because if they're watching this, they're like, "Look, hey, tomorrow she'll be fine. Who knows? Give her a cupcake; she'll be fine." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, this was the weakest of the of the three. Um, yeah, cause, like, because like I really, I like I because I loved Turtle Saint, and mm -hmm. like I screenshotted, I, I screenshotted like the splash the splash page of like them carrying um, April off of the building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, especially like the colored version at the end. Um, Cause it's like, it's so cool, but it's like, you don't get enough turtle saint. Like he does cool stuff, but it's like, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it like, the, cause this is a fusion. This is, this is like the saint, like the saint, you know, like they built yeah. this up and it's like, it didn't seem that much different. Cause especially because it was like the same design as like the normal super turtles. Mm -hmm. except it had wings like that was really the only difference and, and that's silver. where like 
the black and white doesn't doesn't help with like yeah like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. it doesn't sell it that this is special like and you don't see that until you get to the end where um where like where it's in color and it's like you find out that he's actually all silver and it's like oh like that's cool and striking but it's like the yeah. design looks just like the normal super turtles and yep. um i don't know like i just i just because like I'm I'm thinking of like fusions from like Dragon Ball, like Vegito and Gogeta. Like those were events. Like those were huge. Yeah. It's though like, it's also kind of classic anime to like hype something up for so long and then you get like just a sliver of it. Well, no. I mean, I mean Gogeta and Vegito, like, you know, they earned that, you know? I mean, I mean, back, I've never read the manga. Up here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it get. I was, I don't know, like the first time Goku goes Super Saiyan, like you, you don't forget it. Because yeah, I mean, but to me, like it, it was burned to my brain because it took me like 10 years to finally be able to see the episodes get there. Because I like, yeah. not only do you have to go through like all the different sagas and God forbid if the TV station repeats them and you have to watch it over because it's just yeah. like so strung out. So to me, like it's almost like in microcosm when you're reading the three issues, like you get, you kind of get that experience where like relatively you read so many pages and only a few have the saint on them. Mm. And I guess I'm just still bitter about dragon ball stringing me along for <laughs> literally like 10 years, which again made the moment super freaking epic, but it's like, man, if I would have just had a DVD, I could have covered this in like a weekend. <laughs> yeah. No streaming does make that easier now. And and granted, be having rewatched a lot of it with my wife because I I was watching Super and I got her into it with Super, uh, so I was like, you, you watch, know, watch Kai, I imagine, or do you just watch uh, it straight? I I have Crunchyroll, so so we've been watching just straight uh, the the original. I wish it was Kai, but they don't have that's kind of cool though. They I make kind of appreciate because you get like you get close to like the original experience. Yeah, but Kai is is eliminates the filler and brings you closer to the manga. It's it's just an overall like the voice actors have gotten much better than when they originally dubbed the the 90s version and so like the voice acting is better uh, as well as some of the choices for dialogue. Yeah, cuz when you when you watch those early Funimation episodes again, you're like, "Oh, these yeah, are see, that's the I remember, that's... I remember originally hating Chris uh, Christopher Sabat as Vegeta. Because mm-hmm. Brian Drummond from the Ocean dub was so iconic. Like he like when you the over nine thousand meme is Brian Drummond. Like there's a reason why that yeah. meme still holds up. And it's like that's nothing against like Christopher Sabat and like um Sean Schemmel has been Goku now for you know over twenty years. And it's yeah. like he's the only voice I can hear as Goku, but like you know, Brian Drummond is still who I imagine as Vegeta. And like when he showed up as the Vegeta clone in uh super, like that was so cool. Like nobody says, nobody says Gallic gun, like Brian Drummond does. So wait, uh, I think Kai is on Hulu. Should I not watch it then? Or should I watch it? I mean, watch, watch Kai. Like it's as a, as like, a newcomer, it'll be out. different. High yeah, is like, is the better version. Absolutely, like you're not you're not gonna know what you're missing out on. Like, and, and you're not missing out on anything. Like, literally, most of what it cuts out is like repeat animations that like are just there to be filler and to drag things out. 
It yeah. might also get rid of the filler episodes. Hopefully, it doesn't get rid of the driver's license episode because well, yeah, because like that's that's a top tier yeah. episode. But it's like that's it, a I think because I think it, it I think it cuts down like because like Goku it, and Frieza. I want to like, say it cuts on, down like a hundred episodes. I can't remember yeah, exactly, like but they, it's uh, it's a lot. Like the fight yeah. between Goku and Frieza uh, when the when Planet Namek is exploding, like that that you know the the planet was supposed to explode in ten minutes and it goes on for like twenty episodes. Yeah. yeah, the worst part about it though is if if you do have nostalgia of watching it like twenty years ago, it's virtually impossible to watch that again. Like, but like I looked into it once, like which dub would I track down this or that? It's like it's just a mess. Which is which is as much as they improved it. I wish there could be a thing where it's like like a solid release of the dubs. Which, as far as I can tell, like the older dubs, you just you can't really get anymore. Which breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah, like you like you know people people are never gonna experience like the ocean dub in that in its original context, and it's like that that Krillin voice informed like Sunny Straits Krillin voice, like yeah, you know that I think is a real shame. I just I wish they could just be like, look, here is like the ultimate set where it's like this dub, this dub, and you nuts can go like with it, or I don't know, that'd be yeah. my dream, but. It was so weird. It was. It, I do remember it was weird because like Goku had like two different voice actors. It was like it was Ian James Cortlet and I, I forget the other one. Um, but like, like I said, Brian Drummond as as a uh, Vegeta and it, freaking Scott McNeil, like Scott McNeil, iconic Canadian voice actor as Piccolo. Like God, that was it was so good. I'm I'm so used to to Christopher Sabat that I can't or Sabat however you say it, but to to him voicing it that I I'm used I to like I'm used to it else. now. I'm used to it now, and because he's gotten so much better in that in yeah. the role. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. Like I don't, I still don't love his Vegeta, um, but I but I did grow to love his Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, because Brian Drummond was so good as Vegeta. Like I just I I'm forever Sabato will always be second place. Oh right. Are we gonna get back to this? <laughs> Keith is oh yeah. Episode? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> talking Where about are we? Dra- are we, are we talking Dragon about? Ball podcast. Uh I, I love being a turtle, I think is what we're ready to move on to. <laughs> I think so. I think we've done right. everything. Oh, I love being a turtle. Uh, this is just kind of a general I love being a turtle because I re- I really did have a good time reading all three of these. Um yeah, I, I love, had a ton of fun I, with all I of love them. this silly kind of gag manga. Um, you know, kind of the, the Super Sentai take on the turtles is just it's just it's a lot of dumb fun. Yeah, and it's very well paced, so there's never like there's never really any downtime. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever watch Gintama? Not yet. I no. I need to. It's, if it's, it's on Hulu. Like this though, I would probably love it. It's on Hulu. The dubs aren't that bad especially if you as you get further in uh further into the series they've got like i don't know the first so many episodes on there you, you just just watch any of them they're they're great uh yeah there's really just there's, there's something special i think it brings to the turtles when you do bring in that element of like jackassery which kind of it's almost like it's kind of like how mutant mayhem like brings like the real authentic like teen vibes to it mm-hmm. i think the just the kind of like 
anime gag tone also brings something too that's very like natural and fresh to the turtles that I think fits super well. Yeah. Yeah. No, there there it is just all the humor and stuff with it is fun. Like uh I think this was in book three because I because I just read it today, yeah. So it's in book three, but we're I guess we're hopping around, I guess, a little bit here. But Splinter uh having that moment where he's just like, everything's going to be just fine. You know, we'll take her to the emergency room. And then they're like, we can't take her to the emergency room. She doesn't have a normal human physiology. And he's like, Oh no, what are we going to do? And he starts panicking. Yeah. Like stuff like that is just so much fun. Yeah. Um, I really, I really want to see IDW add these somehow. That would, that would be. I swear Armageddon game was supposed to do that with the like, the connection cuts. You, they, had, they had muted stones. Basically, I'm I'm pretty sure it was leading up to it. And they they pumped the brakes on do it. Do you guys mind if I spoil a little bit of 141 for you with the newest reveal? Do it. So yeah. the the stones that that Donatello has and had or whatever. Um, appear to be, or that his future self was from his journals. He apparently was making stones made from pure mutagen that are like in a crystalline. Shut up. Stone form, that's true. No way. That's true. Which that's is amazing. Mutis, which is muta stones. It's kind of funny that you know, as that's happening in the comic books right now, we're reading these manga. But it says so. She's uh, Sophie Campbell's playing playing with the line there between muta stones and I, I. I don't know. We we still might get something with Armagon. We still might get something. We'll see. But yeah. with how much she loves, like, uh, kaiju well, yeah, and, and things like that, I I don't know. I, I don't see it out of the realm of possibility. I mean, because Sophie, Sophie posted girls. that picture um, of Armagon um, recently. Oh, I didn't even see that. I, oh, I, I, I thought, oh, I thought I shared it with you. Yeah, she... Um, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. She shared a picture of, like, Armagon and it was like, oh boy, is he giant? Yeah, like 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 kaiju giant then. It's 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 the time eater, Armagon that we saw in the future. Yeah, okay, but like, but we get to see like a full body and he looks pretty close to like how uh, he does no. in Adventures, but giant. No, 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 we, we didn't see his whole body. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. It, I could I could go for Kaiju Armagon. I could go for that if it means that the turtles also turn into like the turtle saint or something. And like I yeah, like I love that would you know, I could go for I that. loved what they did. I loved I loved what they did with like that future Armagon. Um I I mean yeah, like, yeah, because I even just told Sophie like that was my favorite issue of Armageddon game. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that was my favorite parts of it too, and like the Venus stuff and Yeah. And so like I think God, like if, if if they carry that over and keep the muta stones, that that would be cool. And then if we get like Turtle Saint, God, that would be so weird for people to like. Yeah, it's but, weird to think like how many videos there are of like this is the stupidest thing the turtles have ever done. You've never even heard of it, and now we're doing it. And like actually, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how like anybody it. could see it as stupid. Like I don't. I don't either. That's very yeah. bizarre to me because like I I don't understand like unless you have like no joy 
in your well, heart I mean, at all. You the... can read through these issues and not just have fun. Yeah, I, I don't mean, see I... how you can like say you love like the '87 series or even Mutant Mayhem and just say you love the overall humorous tone, and then read these and be like, ah, oh, no, 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 that sucks. Like we get Shredder in pajamas like, for God's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, his, yeah, in his armor still. <laughs> yeah. I, I this think, really makes me want to like I I've been really obsessed with like the years of like eighty four to eighty seven for a long time mm-hmm. like before yeah. they made it like super big but now I'm like I want to go back and like learn everything about turtles in Japan like what was going on over there because like that's yeah. completely unexplored to me except for what we've done on the show yeah exactly yeah. like you know the the craze of Ninja Turtles like in Japan just feels so like unexplored to us mm-hmm. yeah. And like, um, I, I feel like I've heard enough of England. Like, it's like, yeah, they were censored, right? <laughs> like, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah. like, oh, like they were censored, and, but it was mostly the same. And it's like, yeah. I really want to know what Japan thought of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing that I would say about book one, kind of going back to, to talking about what we love, is the, the Super Turtle designs look way better, in my opinion, at least in this first book than they did in like on in the anime or I guess probably in the mm-hmm. later in the manga. I really liked the way the Super Turtles looked in that first book. Yeah. I Bebop has a line in this first issue that I want to use just all the time, which is it feels like I got a pot of power soup boiling yeah, inside of me. Yeah, a pot of power soup, yeah. That's amazing. I'm like I got to use that somewhere in casual conversation. I don't know how you would fit that in. <laughs> Unless it's like you have, to go, you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they they also do a good job of pulling from lore, you know, with this, you know, with bringing in the neutrinos, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, bringing kind of back King Zentar and having them talk to him, and and just visiting the planet, and then building on top of it by having there being this whole underground city yeah. and temples and a history on this planet that they never visited during the cartoon. Uh, so it's cool for them to actually go there. And yeah, it's very much seems... in place in that world. Like it, it doesn't feel like a, a weird detraction or anything. It, it feels very natural. So yeah. All right, but right. so that is it then. Oh, we're for we're only one. on the first one for book one. Yeah. Oh, I said all three of them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so then moving on to book two for me then. Uh, the thing that I really liked is the element of the story where Shredder has an advantage because he can devil mutate while small and it won't be a problem for him because because he shrank from the machine. And so, like, the turtles have to try not to super mutate unless they can for sure get out of Splinter's body uh, until until they can't put it off anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's know. I thought like that was... Legitimate drama. Yeah. Like, it's it's actually a cool idea and it makes it tough for them and, and puts them in a hard spot. Uh, raises the stakes a little bit. It's also like, like uh, Shredder hits Raphael. I think it is with that super inhuman dragon thrust, and like it hits him so hard, you can see like it almost goes through Raphael. Yeah. Like it's it's super violent for a yeah. couple pages there. They they've got that like blood like mouthing or spit. You know, depends on yeah. how censored the yeah. anime you're watching is, and the manga is black and white, so it's up to a personal interpretation, I guess. But, you know, if you're watching, like, Dragon Ball, that's definitely blood right there as they go, after yeah, they get yeah. hit. It's very much like in the IDW series when uh, Shredder spears Casey with his yeah. gauntlet thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess the shell really <laughs> protects you. Right. Yeah. Kept it from coming out the other end, right? <laughs> 
also this issue is fairly educational uh you know going inside the body and being like oh man we're being attacked by white blood cells oh man you learn how pervy they are yeah, I mean, well, yeah, there, there's the pervy thing. But, you know, then there's also, like, they go inside the four chambers of the heart, and they talk about how there's these different chambers in the heart and how, it, you know, this is what pumps your blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as an adult, I, I already know this stuff because I watched the Magic School Bus. But, you know, it, it's kind of cool that it says stuff about your body. I actually uh, read a book. There's a book from, do you guys ever uh, watch uh, Kurz Gazette? I think I butchered it. Like, it's like a science YouTube channel. No. Um, they do like very well illustrated videos on like space and stuff like this. They they put out a book um, called like Immune, I think, which is all about like uh, how the immune system works, which is very cool and very well illustrated. Hmm. You might really enjoy. Breaks it down for the layman. I really like that Michelangelo brought a bento pizza. Yeah, yeah for lunch. <laughs> and I thought it was just a fun joke, but then they actually like used it. I was like, man, this is that's a you know Chekhov's bento pizza. Yeah, no, I really did. I I loved the scene where it's like um, the white blood cells are like touching their butts, and the turtles start accusing each other of like touching each other. <laughs> it's so wild. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of yeah. agree with the editor right now where it's just like, I'm dead or something like yeah, that. There's, yeah, there's like a, there was the translator note that's just like, I'm dead or something oh, like that. Or... I just thought it was such a good scene. <laughs> the translator, uh, Mark Pellegrini, is also the guy that does TMNT Entity, which is a website I've referenced multiple times on the show. That's a really good reference oh. for the comics. So yeah. That's cool. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, I think they did really well. Um, like... What a labor of love too to put to go through like just to, like make like the fonts and everything work and yeah. Kudos to Mark. All right, third one, last issue. Uh, there's just like a lot of cool panels in this one. Uh, you know, this is the one where we get to see Splinter get a super mutation and he turns like Ninja Man. Yeah, that was uh, cool. He just like steps up like we got this. Yeah. And there's just some awesome action moments with the turtle saint when he's fighting Shredder and, you know, saving April and doing all that stuff there, you know, for, for all of the faults in the, in the story parts where it seems like no one cares about Chris Mew, but Donatello and things like that, the action parts are pretty cool and fun and fun to look at and to, to read through. Yeah. I did like dark Mew. Yeah, it is wish cool. There and- was, wish there was more of her. I know, I know she's in, the OVA, but wish uh, wish we had a little bit more of her here. Yeah, it was cool to see like you like they don't even they don't make it like super blunt, but like Shredder's like being taken over by that. I think yeah. that that was a pretty cool, neat touch where it just like slowly built and yeah. built before like it's like the, yeah, the dark Mew. like the demon of greed is in like is is slowly taking him over. Yeah, that was super cool, and I I I love Shredder's designs like all the way through this and his like different forms super yeah. cool i would love for like neca to make figures based on this you heard or it anybody, here randy i guess no trevor trevor's gotta trevor, hear it he's me. he's the one who picks all of that stuff or super seven anybody just go for anyone it. like i i'd go for best action i'd go for anything just, just super seven could do really well best action yeah i mean i think yeah i think super seven would do good because like they love doing those kind of like shogun figures Mm. But so the problem is, is like the turtles fandom is is just gonna not accept them. 
Uh, I know. I mean, I don't know. The the Gundam Turtles figure has done super well. I mean, super well relatively like as a niche kind of product, you know. I think these would do just as well. Everybody I think I mean, the, everybody who wants to drop $200 on a mech figure is loving it pretty much. So that's what I'm trying to say. And everybody should. I bet I mean the turtle fandom is interesting and I think I don't know I don't know how online um Keith and Spencer are. I think me and Mike kind of have a pretty obsession. Not an obsession. I mean, kind like of. I, said, like, I mean, I, I'm chronic. I'm chronically online. That's me too. That's, and it's I like if you venture into the groups, yeah. you see like the best and worst of worst of it because oh, you would yeah. be led to believe like nobody hates turtles more than turtles fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't pay attention to the groups, and I took a Reddit off my homepage uh, to not get spoiled about mutant mayhem. And I went back on it for like five minutes. I was like, I don't freaking need this anymore. Like, yeah. it's it's so yeah. boring and 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 just toxic i don't i don't need tiktok for, though not only for not only for tmnt but like other things i like too i was like tiktok is where the like turtles fans yeah. generally are yeah. probably because it skews younger and the kids are like yeah this stuff is all awesome yeah I, facebook I, no <laughs> like that's yeah. kind of how twitter was for a while like twitter felt really nice because you know it was mostly like the younger kids and, yeah and it's like twitter like, is like rise, rise, rise the, yeah the rise kids weren't annoying yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, now it's and, x and it's all ruined right yeah yeah no it's, it's kind of the it's kind of the thing is i I mean i'm also chronically online i'm on reddit a lot but i know i've kind of gotten away from a lot of turtles fandom just because like i don't know if you're on reddit it's the same like three questions over and over again it's just like what origin for yes. splinter do you prefer what version of turtles is your favorite which turtle is your favorite turtle and why do you hate much, rise yeah, I or, just watch Rise for the first time, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's, that over and over. I don't know why people hate the 2014 movie. Yeah, it, it, and so it's kind of the just the same things over and over again. I'm just kind of tired yeah. of of discussion about which one is my favorite. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. and I think I mean, and that's that's kind of the problem with the fandom is that like you know th- this this fandom is so large and. Uh, kind of so segregated into eras that yeah. it really it's hard to it's hard to kind of get everybody on the same page to have a good discussion um, yeah well and be, because just, we're all over the place yeah i've oh, always they take it so seriously too well yeah and so many and so many people take it so seriously that it's like it just yeah yeah, and for me, like the IDW series has just kind of felt like the closest thing we have to like everything solidifying, which I think is partially why like I originally kind of got a, like slightly aggravated with like things like Rise of the Ninja Turtles at the very beginning because it was like, man, we were so close to having something where like if if you were to kind of stick with this thing and it makes more stuff that's kind of like this thing, then we could finally maybe get everyone to finally coalesce and like be together you know yeah Uh, i could see that though i think like it's kind of one of the difficulties once you have such a large property that spans so many years well and that Uh, you've reinvented so many times yeah it like kind of Uh, behooves you to have like multiple different forks all going on um yeah because as soon as you bring it together like you alienate this fan base and this fan base and i think generally frankly if i can speak from someone who is way too far into the facebook turtle side there's certain fans who should be alienated forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. 
Like if well, we could drive them away, that'd be great. <laughs> well, my my biggest thing is if you like really love the eighty seven series as much as people say they do, and it's your favorite thing, like awesome, great. That's not a problem. Good for you. There's there's one hundred ninety three episodes of it. You know, go go watch those yeah, again. Watch how, them how many, all and tell me how many <laughs> how many times have you watched all of those episodes? It can't be that many. I'm sure you could enjoy it again. I'm pretty sure people have watched the first five, and that's where they stopped. And I was actually I didn't realize it, but like a lot of Neca's figures do come from those first five, mm. um, like an incredible amount. I mean, obviously there's then they then have like the the bigger villains that are peppered throughout that they pull from. Yeah, but like a shocking amount come from that first five. So I'd be, I'd really be skeptical how much people have actually watched. Yeah. Um, and you would think like you're saying, like the best version of turtles you can get really is IDW. Cause that pretty much pulls everything together. And I so mean, you it, get like a slice of it all. It's even kind of bringing in mutastones to some extent is what it seems like. So they, I forgot about that. Know? I read it. I read that issue when it came out basically. And I remember, cause I remember you guys talking about, like stuff and like i read the issue and i was like oh man this addresses a lot of that like immediately it's so like uncanny but if they yeah. really do go for the mutastones that would be super super fun yeah and my, my final thing for what i love though about these issues going back to these issues is krang hugging shredder at the end like going to that like <laughs> that like bickering old married couple kind of trope between the two and Krang is just like giving him a hug being like oh you've returned <laughs> I thought you were a goner <laughs> yeah there's a it's lot of great. good characterization yeah, I don't know it just fit, I think it, it it just the tone of it all fits so well I think yeah no they, they do a great job with it alright so are we ready for news now yeah let's get into that this is April O'Neil of Channel 6. So my anchovies for... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to... Yeah, sorry. I just want to say one final thing. I think everybody should read that manga. It's a lot of fun. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, it's a lot of fun. You can find it on TMNT Entity's website. Uh, you know, the fan translation, because that's kind of the the only way you're going to be able to read it. I would love an officially published version, but one does not exist. Yeah, I bet it wouldn't be as good, frankly. I mean... Yeah. Because they're, they're uh, not going to do, like, the cool, like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> Which just really spices yeah. it up. But... All right, Spencer, comic book news. Comic book news TMNT issue number 142 is coming out. So, I, like I said, I enjoyed 141. I, I guess that's kind of in the bonus content you'll hear later. So I'm actually getting pretty excited about 142 coming up and ready to see where the Turtles are going next after Armageddon game. I really I really need to read the post-Armageddon game issues. I just I have them. I have to just sit down and start plowing through them. Because it's like, now that we're not reviewing them, like I, the urge to like keep up with it isn't there anymore and i'm like no this is this is how i stopped reading last time yeah it is interesting like like this show how much like a good and it's weird because like you wouldn't think you'd need like proper motivation for something you love and your hobby but that's what being an adult is kids it just yeah because like gonna we're happen just, to we're you just so, yeah we're just so all over the place with everything ninja turtles that it's like sitting down to read a couple issues of a comic book is just like 
Ugh. first world problem but you know uh cody mute movies and tv yeah it looks like mutant mayhem is approaching or they have hit 70 million as of today so that's roughly the pure budget of the movie not marketing but i think we're well on our ways fellas yeah i think uh it it uh so yeah this is our first episode after the movie has come out um where we got to see the box office and all that um so i still don't think it's all worldwide yet so it's still not known uh some places aren't even getting it until september so um but mutant mayhem took fourth place over the weekend uh barbie the meg 2 opened at number two oppenheimer bumped down at number three and mutant mayhem at number four with about 50 million over the weekend which is a very strong opening um it is currently also the uh fourth highest grossing animated movie of 2023 so uh, keep on, keep on trucking, guys. Hopefully, we can, hopefully we can make that Mario money. I don't think we're gonna make a billion during the box office, but you know, it, you know, it, you know. Yeah, I think maybe if it came out just if it was like the only release, because um, as much as I don't think you know the audiences necessarily cross over, having the theater all to yourself relatively does certainly help. I think what's gonna be weird is that we're so close to. Uh, the school year, like some counties and states have gone back to school already that I'm, I'm worried that it's going to kill a lot of that like midweek audience. Yeah. Um, Though I think honestly it'll be fine because a lot of the money is in the merchandise. And then there's well, also right, like right. A, a big thing these days is like home video. Cause a lot of people like once it, uh, once you establish that it's going to come to video, like, who's going to pay like a hundred dollars to take their family to see a movie, if which you just wait a month, yeah. you know? which now, which now, uh, I don't think Nick has officially announced it, but the rumor came out that are some, uh, cartoon yeah, Twitters were posting that September 5th is when it's supposedly coming to digital. Yeah, I couldn't find a solid reasoning for that, but yeah, yeah. That, that is floating around, which like which... that would suck for it to become, come out on digital before some countries have even gotten to see it in theaters. Yeah. That's so fast. Yeah. But that's movies nowadays. Yeah. It used to be you had to like wait a whole year for a VHS to drop. No, like I, now. I remember yeah, that. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I remember my parents per- apparently went and saw National Treasure. I, as a kid, was like, man, I want to see this movie, but I was never able to go to the theater to see it. And I remember it just felt like a century before I finally got to see National Treasure because I got it hyped up for me. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. I'm going to see National Treasure. <laughs> so I finally watched yeah, it. it. But it was like They'll a whole like year to do some special, like special work to be able to convert it and put it in that format when really yeah. they're just like waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Waiting for like Christmas or something to roll around and for all of them yeah. to come out. Cause the, yeah, that was the thing, you know, sometimes people for Christmas would get DVDs. Uh, I know this is probably a wild concept. If there's any kids listening, probably right. not for most of our listeners. <laughs> the statistics say that most of you guys are about 40 years old so you know 30 (laughs) to 40 years old yeah there was a time in our life when you would just get one movie for christmas and not just have access to every movie ever made at your fingertips 100 percent of the time yeah (laughs) like it's yeah (laughs) because like remember you would be those old ads of like bring home the family movie of the year for christmas and it's like you know those old disney ads god oh yeah those those take me back well, it's, uh, even as I was a kid, like so many of those ads would be like, you know, coming soon to like home video yeah, and DVD. Coming soon to theaters. 
Yeah, my mind would be like coming soon to VHS and DVD. Like it would tell you video and DVD, video cassette. Yeah. That's what it was to video cassette and DVD. Yeah, it uh, was. Uh, I was I was digital. around for the transition. Yeah, and then it was Blu-ray, and it still kind of is Blu-ray and DVD. We never like fully transitioned to just Blu-ray. Yeah, because DVD adoption is just so strong. Like nothing has compared to it, even. Yeah, yeah exactly. When... Like you're never gonna get away from DVD. Yeah, I bought a DVD in 2019, and it was Batman versus Ninja Turtles, and it came I'm with like, a Blu-ray as well. I'm so. looking at buying the Venture Brothers, uh, com- like complete series on DVD. Like, yeah. granted, the complete series is only released on DVD. Um, like they never went back and did the early seasons on Blu-ray. So, like to me, DVD is the way to watch the Venture Brothers. Like yeah. that's just how it is. It's also if I wanted to buy it digitally, it's only ten bucks on iTunes right now. Really? I want to, yeah, I'll send you the link if you want to buy it digitally, but I really want to. On iTunes? Really, nah, never mind. Huh? I don't have oh, yeah, iTunes. It's not, oh, it's, yeah, it's on iTunes. Um, but yeah, uh, that is that. Keith, you can do the first part of the news. Yeah, so in video games, uh, TMNT are now skins in Session Skate, which is a skateboard simulator. Uh, it looks like this is a free skin update that's available right now, so you can skate as specifically the mutant mayhem turtles in session skate another game that has skins that but they aren't free uh announced at evo 2023 uh this past weekend was the street fighter 6 cross tmnt collab uh which was very exciting uh for me personally being a huge street fighter fan and loving street fighter 6 uh so being able to jump on the first collab uh, was really exciting. And also like just the just the artwork that they dropped for it um, by Shinkiro, who's like th- one of the like premier Street Fighter artists. Like you've seen Shinkiro's art if you've seen Street Fighter. Um, like just just like the the cool like amount of prestige that was like coming from this is really cool. Um and then we knew that it was just going to be skins, um, not actually characters, because Capcom doesn't really do licensed uh, characters for Street Fighter. Um, so we we knew that it was just going to be skins for the World Tour mode and the Battle Hub. You know that that your creative fighter customized or character would play or run around in. Uh, but then when the update finally came out, we found out that these skins and everything we knew they would be microtransactions we did not know that they would be $15 each for the skins yeah, those are like macro transactions at that point <laughs> it buy is the whole game buy the whole game and you get four costumes i mean <laughs> for reference for all four of them. yeah for reference for injustice 2 i knew you were in costumes win. this is an entire all four turtles entire move set i mean granted they they kind of almost were replaceable skin, but each of them had different moves still and things. Mm-hmm. It was only like five bucks or something like that. Like ten bucks. Ten bucks. Okay. Well, it was a ten bucks for the whole fighter pack, or was it? No, it was ten bucks just for the turtles. Just for the turtles. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so, like that's that's the big comparison. Um, which, granted, that is a very fair comparison. Um, you know the the difference being that, like, you know, Street Fighter versus Injustice. You know which game is going to have more people playing it. Um, it's, but it does, it does really kind of, it, it does really kind of suck uh, 
having having that kind of like just uh, greediness come out of it um because it, it is fun to to see like the turtles like running around in street fighter like you know leonardo doing a spinning bird kick from chun li you know um that's oh, so like i'm still at a street fighter how does that work are you are you so the world the, the world skin and then like just adding moves to it or like the, the world the world tour mode is like you create a character and you're touring the world and like you meet up with all of the characters in street fighter six like all of the all of the classic fighters and stuff mm-hmm. and like they become your mentors and so you learn their moves and so you can kind of create yeah. your own fighter based on that and so you can have like hadoukens and like guile's flash kick on like one character like because you because you can kind of build all this once you've like earned enough like respect with all of them and they've taught you how to do all of these moves um so these skins are just outfits for the, your character that you play in world tour mode i see and so like your character doesn't speak already other than like saying the the names of the moves and stuff so you'll have like Leonardo saying like spinning bird kick when he does the spinning bird kick. Yeah, but, but it's like, not, but it's not like Leonardo. It's not a voice of Leonardo. Like it's not you know. It's just a generic. It, it's 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 just the the Capcom voice actor for that character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so that's kind of where my other issue lies. Is it's like I, I'm not getting to see the turtles as characters interact and fight with other Street Fighter characters. Like it is just a costume as well. Yeah, like which 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 is that's the essence of a collab. Like a collab is literally just kind of a it's not really DLC, like it's not a season pass or anything. Um which they were fair, like that's what specifically what they told us. Um so I don't mind that they're just costumes where my frustration is that it's $15 for each costume. Yeah. And that's, and that's just the costumes. Uh, or that that's just the full costumes. Like it's still like another uh, six bucks. If I just wanted like a blue Leonardo mask. <laughs> yeah. To well, wear. That, yeah. yeah. And that, that's it kind is, of the, the point I'm getting at with this is that like, it's just a costume. Like you're not getting extra voice acting interactions, nothing. And it's like which, 15 bucks for one turtle. Which, which again, if it wasn't 15 bucks, that would feel fine. Like if it was 15 bucks for everything, yeah. yeah, you know, especially because like these skins are, you know, relatively interchangeable. Like they the turtles all have unique expressions and, you know, they're they're not they're based on like classic turtles, but they're not like uh but they're not they're not you're not playing like the 87 turtles. Like yeah, you're playing like a weird design. It's kind of just it's, generic. I mean they're they're based on like that classic turtles art that you see nowadays, but it, they're not like but they're not like a hundred percent like the tur- like the turtles have like whited out eyes, but they have yeah. initial buckles. They just and they then, leaned then, real too far into the milking aspect of the movie. It's it's it just it feels gross, and it's that's not that I really kind of killed any excitement I had for this collab. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, sixty dollars is like once again, you get to the point where it's like sixty dollars is game, just. Sixty dollars is just for those skins. It's like if I it's if I wanted wild. just a mask, like or if I wanted everything, it's like a hundred dollars, which is more <laughs> than what I paid for the game. Yeah, I don't. And you have to use Capcom's, you know, fighter coins, so you have to buy oh. those. Yeah, um, Minecraft did the same thing, where it's like, oh, it's in Minecraft dollars, and it's just yeah. just give me real dollars. Like, what it's is like this? I, 
and, and, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like I, I don't mind this collab. I, I, I didn't mind having to pay for that stuff. It's just, it's so scummy to charge that much for all of that. And yeah, feeling personally attacked because, you know, we're Ninja Turtles fans. It's like, I just, uh, it's, it's gross feeling. It's gross feeling. And then as one more bad icing on this cake, uh, when you go into the battle hub, which is kind of like the like area where all of the avatar, like everybody's avatar hangs out online and you can fight, you know, you can have avatar battles. You can challenge people to like fight in the regular game. It's cool. I like it. Um, it has like another terrible cover of the 87 theme song. <laughs> Not, and it's like, it feels like there's so many bad covers of the 87 theme song nowadays. <laughs> there's like, got to be some this, weird this, like rights issue, like Chuck Lore well, or something. Well, there there's is. Got to be Chuck something Lore, weird Chuck going Lore, on. Chuck Lorre still owns the rights to the song. Uh, but it's like, it's it just feels so weird that it's like, you had like the Mike Patton version with Shredder's Revenge. And like, that was, that wasn't, universally loved but everyone like at least like you know you had Mike good. Patton it was yeah like everyone was at least excited that Mike Patton did it um it's like why don't you just keep using that why do you keep doing other versions of this song and it's like it's so bad maybe no one can make a good cover because hot take it was never actually that good in the first place you shut Ooh. your you shut your mouth oh that's a hot take Oh, no, I mean <laughs> that is that is funny, but it, it is it's kind of the it's like classic giant corporate property where it's like seemingly they have all the money in the world, but they can't for the life of themselves recreate like like you they like any musician, any singer in the world, like any professional singer would be able to recreate it like exact like note for note, you know, like you're not going to sound exactly like the person, even though you could get sound alikes. So it's just like mind boggling. They can't just do that. See, and I've seen video of the guy who sang the song, seeing the song like for kids as part yeah. of his like science show or something. So I, I kind of think he owns parts of the part of the rights or something. And that's what's blocking it. Because otherwise, I would assume he would be sued into oblivion. Yeah. Or they just like, we don't want to pay that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, if you guys want to uh, buy those costumes, the Street Fighter collab is going on until August 30th. So, or sorry, September 30th. So a little over, little over a month and a half left uh, to log into Street Fighter 6 and buy it. All right. Uh, next up, it, miscellaneous news. Keith, go. Miscellaneous news. If you're into uh, portable blenders, uh, there is now a TMNT blend jet. Just a little handheld blender so you can make smoothies and stuff. Uh, it's got both an 87 cartoon version and a really cool 2012 version as well. Well, neato. Yeah. No comic book or 2003 version? Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, That's all right. <laughs> now, the moment that you've probably all been waiting for. I know. Uh, I and we have a very long news segment today. Apparently, we had a lot of discussion to have. Uh, Mike, why don't you uh, do the honor since you're the one that got this whole thing going? All right. So as we said at the beginning of the episode, a uh, huge thank you to everyone who uh, emailed in the secret code word. Uh, I hope you guys had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, the winner is Mr. Joe Rose. He was the first one to get in the code word. 
to us. So Joe, uh, congratulations, man. Uh, we sent you a link to the discord. Uh, if you want to go ahead and message us your, uh, contact information, uh, I will go ahead and get that figure sent out to you as soon as I can. Joe, what were you doing at four in the morning, man? Yeah. Besides listening to us. <laughs> uh, so huge thank you to, uh, to everybody who wrote in. We are going to do more contests. Uh, we're going to change it, though. We, we had a discussion uh, that uh, we're going to do a drawing. And we're still going to do the secret code word thing, but we're going to do a drawing next time. So uh, everybody has a fair shot uh, to to do that. Um, but thank you again to everybody who uh, emailed in. Like I said, a lot more people than uh, I think any of us anticipated um, emailed us. So thank you again for everybody listening to the episode. Um, like I said, more con- more more giveaways to come. So and we have more people in the Discord now, and things have actually been pretty bumping as far as chat and stuff going on in there. Yeah, like, so it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. So, so we're still keeping an t- eye on it. How many submissions did we get? Uh, yeah. Like I said, more than more than we uh, more than we anticipate. So that's the official answer. Too many to count. <laughs> too many. Like. Too many to count. Dozens of us. There's yeah. There's dozens of us in in there. <laughs> emails um, say nothing but nipples. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So and many. So others. many emails. So many emails say nipples. Hunter had a lot of explaining to do. I'm gonna just <laughs> continue to send you emails that just say nipples. <laughs> Well, we're going to have an audition for a new host, I think. Then. That's fine. Local man arrested for email harassment. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. That's fine. I, uh, I already told you my backup plan. So Joe, congratulations, Joe, congratulations again. Uh, thank you again to everybody who listened to this episode. Uh, let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought. Um, are you going to read the TMNT manga? You know, because uh, you should. Thank you to TMNT Entity for doing the translation because this was uh he dude put a lot of work into it so definitely go check out his work um i mean he he did the translations and posted it where we can read this um but yeah thank you everyone let us know somewhere on the internet ninja turtle power hour ninja turtle ph on twitter instagram and facebook and we love you so spencer what are we doing next week next week we're going to continue our coverage of the last ronin it kind of went on a hiatus cuz we were covering uh, so much of the 87 series trying to just get through it as well as Armageddon game. So now we can start covering Lost Ronin again. So issues number one through three of the last Ronin, the Lost Years. Well, it didn't go on hiatus because it's a brand new series. We went well, No, I'm saying we went on hiatus covering the last uh, Ronin. I was like, <laughs> that, was, that, that was not how I understood what you were no, saying. No, sorry, sorry. We <laughs> went on a hiatus, you know. All righty. Well, that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. Booyakasha. Super mutation! You said it's more fun or more friendly? Both. Both.
I mean, it's all that was on Shellhead's podcast. I mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. We pimp. We. Okay, could remember. We left. We all left a bad review. Good. Good. Courtesy of the Power Hour. Just so they know. That's the next kicked off this show. I'm just gonna just gonna pick up. Uh, show heads and be like, hey guys, listen. <laughs> you want me, I want you. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please you have a contingency plan? Yeah. It's so funny watching everybody like these these San Diego Comic Con figures are just the normal figures in in a nice box. It's like, yeah. Man, like that's that's what Playmates has been doing for almost for over ten years now. Yeah, like um, it's not it's like the last time they did like a real like brand new thing. You could only get a Comic-Con, I think, was like the Shredder armor. Um, oh, for Rise. For Rise. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like um, it's like silver metallic. Yeah, like it was just the armor. It was the same figure as the regular Shredder in the toy line, but it was a different paint job. I almost bought that on eBay at one point. Yeah, I kind of, I've kind of waffled on it, but now, you know, with collectors being they are, they've shot up in price. Yeah, I missed my window because this was it was back. It was like two years ago where it was like, I think it was just just shy of like a hundred dollars. Maybe it was like eighty, and I was like, eh. But yeah, certainly the pandemic. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was I was looking at it when it was like fifty bucks. So yeah, because I was I was I I didn't want to buy it because I was so mad that. Um, I was at that Comic-Con oh, really? and yeah. And I gotten up to the booth and they were like, Nope, we're sold out. And I was like, damn it. So Yikes. yeah, that sucks. I wish, I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, like just... exclusives from the standpoint of like, Oh, there's only a thousand of them. Like nobody else gets to have them. Like I could care less about that. I mean, it's, it's cool. In the sense that, like, it's a it's a special thing for everybody that goes to that one thing. Yeah, That's, that kind of exclusive is cool. But now, when you start offering them online, it really it really changes everybody's perceptions. And so, like, with with the new mutant mayhem ones, like, I'm glad I have them. Um, but it's you know everybody everybody bought them thinking that they're like these cool you know, like, oh, it's super unique things. And it's like, or, or just, they're like disappointed be, and like talking down on it saying like, oh, it's no better than the regular figure. And it's like, well, that's not, you know, it's not really what an exclusive is. An exclusive is, is the presentation. It's more. Yeah. It's, I mean, not just the toy inside. It's a $10 figure with, I don't know, let's say, you know, $5 a paint five dollars a packaging and then you know like a con markup i don't know how much the prices are everything i personally don't think 30 is necessarily too bad um yeah i, I mean, don't know either you is all subjective really at the end of the day yeah. but 30 for a con exclusive that looks pretty good like eh. yeah like 30 dollars for like you know quote unquote a premium paint job in a premium box um you know that's that's cool. Like that's a, that's a lot more of a unique package, you know? Mm -hmm. 
What I liked is people were like, the packet, the box is so small. And it's like, what? <laughs> you want them to just make like a giant box for no reason? Yeah, like, like I don't get, yeah, like I don't get cardboard lately. <laughs> yeah, like I don't get, I don't get people's complaint on that because it's like, how big do you want this box to be? I do get, I do get the complaint that, um, you know, you paid for a premium paint job that you're not going to see because it's, you know, there, it's a windowless box, which I think the other ones were, um, flip cases like they opened up mm, I yeah i can't remember correctly. i don't know i think there's also there's also a subsect of people who like didn't buy it never intended to buy it but they still like to chime in and be like oh this is trash yeah i mean like, there's, a, there's, you, always, like, there's always there's always a brain broken guys. weirdo are you here like there's always like, a ton of those why are guys. you here like, it's just it's just like you know, like I get it, like you don't like it, but also at the same time, like you're just like you're running your mouth, not knowing what you're talking about. Like there's one guy who's like, oh, I'm going to do a review, you know, check out my YouTube channel. And I was like, well, make sure that your review addresses the context of how like this is a thing that Playmates does every Comic-Con. Like it's they're they're not doing it just to screw people over. Like it's a theme here. Yeah. I mean, furthermore, almost all toy companies do this. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's kind of a thing to have like a product at a con. Like you said, like if you go to the con, here's the thing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, as you know, I don't go to every con, but it's like, so it's nice. It's nice that people who want this kind of stuff have the option to buy it online now. But it's like in, in doing that and giving people that option to do that, you lose out on the context of what makes a convention exclusive special. And like, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to sound gatekeepy because like, that's really not what I'm trying to say. Um, but it's like, you know, the, the 5,000 people who got the original like Mirage TMNT sets, which, you know, that was a product of its time. Like when NECA could barely do the Ninja Turtles license, you know, did they sell so, those afterwards though? Because I got a box of those that they're no, not they, they're not marked they did. on. No, they, they they did them afterwards, but it was like they, they it was so convoluted how they could like they could only do them in specialty stores at the time, and like fan channel That's wasn't fair. really a thing back then. So like you were lucky if your comic book store got them or not. Um, and it's just like you know ever since then now we've had this glut of like you know other companies that have come up since then doing their own things and then you know we have you know a bunch of things a bunch of different companies doing um you know turtles now and so like everybody's kind of lost the meaning of what makes a convention exclusive a convention exclusive you know because it's it's the same thing that loyal subjects loyal subjects is going to go through right now with the idw figures you know how the san diego ones have that special wash and like the collector card on the inside. But other than that, they're the same exact figure. Yeah. I mean, at at the end of the day, I think a lot of this is just evidence of Ninja Turtle fandom, either resurging or, or growing in the first place, you know, cause you have a lot of people who are new to this, who aren't familiar, just even with nerd culture, just aren't familiar with cons. And yeah. so then they're like, just now learning for the first time what a con exclusive really is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a lot of it, too. Like, you know, you have, you know, the, the convention scene is a lot different than it was, you know, 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. you have all these new people that have come into the scene and, 
you know, you have old jaded guys like, <laughs> you know, my dear, my dear departed uncle who, you know, he loved conventions, but he also hated what they had become. And so uh-huh. it's like, you have those guys who, um, kind of, you know, kind of set the tone for everyone else. And so it's like, it becomes this, you know, rat race to who can get the coolest exclusives and, um, you know, and then with the figure speculation market and everybody, you know, buying to resell, um, it really just kind of kills. It really just kind of kills the spirit of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember like one of the, it, th- and this wasn't even, this wasn't a con exclusive. It was like the loot crate, uh, exclusives, uh, oh, when they gosh. were doing that, when they were doing that second wave of, um, turtle stuff, they were like, it even said in the pre-order window that like these are reselling or like the first wave is reselling for three times as much. And it's like, that's so gross to get people like to buy your thing for that. Like that's so disgusting. Yeah. Do you ever think that like as maybe superhero movies and their popularity wane, that Comic-Con will maybe kind of return to more what it was before? Or do well, you think... Was... Go ahead, mm-hmm. sorry. Go or, ahead. or do you think that it will kind of just, like, shift to a new subject or topic? So that was that was kind of why I wanted to go this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, was to... Because this was, you know, after all the companies had pulled out of Hall H. And so getting to really kind of see uh, Comic-Con in its, like elements like that um without all the big movie studios there and you know just the comics and stuff and it was honestly it was really enjoyable um i know i personally would want to see more of that um was was the difference in like the people who showed up or like i think it was it was it was the general vibe, like getting around the convention center was felt a lot better because I didn't have to like navigate the movie studios that were there. You didn't have to like um, push a child to the ground and take his yeah. con exclusive. At least well, I hear like most of our cons have become almost more wrestling and supernatural cons than anything else. It's like there'll be like yeah. three booths that are comic books. Supernatural the TV show or supernatural yeah, yeah. like ghosts. Supernatural so. the TV show. Yeah, no, um, it's it's the same here. Fanex is more of like a pop culture convention, so it shifted from like even the cosplay has shifted a lot from mm-hmm. being like Marvel, you know, characters and things like that. You know, a whole ton of people dressed up as Deadpool and Harley Quinn mm-hmm. to uh, has shifted to anime. Like so many more, like everyone's wearing Demon Slayer or My Hero Academia mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, well, it's kind just, of that's just that's more just anime. cosplay. That's just cosplay culture in general. Like well, you know, you it's so easy to do a cosplay nowadays because you know, you have all these different companies in China that are making these costumes. Yeah. And I mean, from when I first started cosplaying, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, they've come a long way. Yeah. You know, no, to, it is. to the point where like, you know, big, bigger name cosplayers are buying stuff from China and then modifying it to be their costume. Yeah. No, and, and no, like that is definitely, it's not like a knock on or anything. It's just interesting. No. Is as like because anime and like the pop culture sphere is rising to be a lot more popular than than it was before and, and it is still kind of on the rise while superhero movies are kind of fading and and are oh. becoming less popular so i'm just saying you see a lot more 
like anime and anime related stuff now at our conventions, like more I voice guess, actors and things. Anyway, I guess it's, it's just, yeah, this is just me, you know, being the California guy. Like I'm so used to it already. <laughs> so like hearing mm-hmm. you talk about it, like being on the rise, I'm like, it's been like that for like 10 years, man. No, no. But, I mean, definitely but, like but it, I mean, it's been on a trend, but right. But, but, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like, you know, t- you're talking about how it's, how it's kind of new. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, like, cause it's just getting to Utah <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. Yeah, a little. I mean, that's what I mean. Cause like, cause we, cause like there's four, f- seven different anime conventions. Around yeah, no. It, we have anime conventions here too. Uh, at least, at least one, but mm. it's like anime has been, you know, on the rise in popularity for, yeah, the past 10 years. And, it, and it's been there. It's just the fact that it's like eclipsing like Marvel hype and in superhero stuff. It feels like here, like really, and this is this has been like the past couple of years. I'm just saying I've seen a shift in like what you see the most of like cosplay and merchandise being from you know Marvel superhero with a little bit of anime to like mostly anime and a little bit of superhero kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You want a hot take? I think generally manga is more enjoyable to read. It's yeah, I'm getting I'm getting there because like there's generally you get like a more complete like in a single manga like book or issue or like even if you're on Shonen Jump reading like the chapters you're talking about about manga versus comic books. Yeah, I think generally like and again, it varies depending what it Mm -hmm. is. But I think if you do a general one to one comparison, you get more bang out of your buck and a more complete little story. Well, yeah, because manga manga you know, for the most part is kind of written with the ending already in mind. Like, you know, you know, the thing to make fun of is one piece because it's been going on for, you know, 1500 chapters, but, uh, Oda, the, uh, mangaka, he, he's talked about how he knows his ending. He, and he knows how he wants to get there. And it's like he's he's told so many different stories in the meantime um, about all these characters. And, you know, he, he he's building up to his endgame. And um, Horikoshi, who's who does My Hero Academia, is kind of in the same thing. Like My Hero Academia is in its final arc. Um, and he talked about that, you know, years ago uh, when he came to Anime Expo. He was like, he's like, yeah, like I know the ending. He's like, it's probably going to be a couple more years of my hero. And Marvel would never do that. Marvel would never say like, oh, like this, the X-Men are done. You know, and it's also like the strength of having like as few people involved in like the story as possible. So like, yeah, exactly. Because there's a more direct through line to their vision and what they're actually trying to do instead of like, you know, after 12 issues, we're going to change it up. Well, I mean, because like... Because look at how, like, you know, they they made a big deal about how Miss Marvel died, mm-hmm. um, in in a Spider Man book, and it was like it was a huge deal. And then, like a month later, she had already been announced that she was getting resurrected. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, and and part of that is like that's kind of just how comic books work because of solic- because of how solicitations work. So it's like it's it's. It, it, that kind of storyline is going to get spoiled for you months in advance. Like it's, it's like how we knew about Venus, you know, coming to IDW because the solicitations had come out though. IDW credit to them, like for, for what, like 12 years now, 11, 
they've had a pretty solid run going where it's like a cohesive direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's impressive. Like that's yeah, almost that, unheard yeah, that's, of. That's that's you know because they had Tom Waltz writing the first hundred issues and then you know kind of still shepherding the the franchise. You know, he's he's still there to you know answer questions and guide Sophie and work with Kevin and all that stuff. So it's like when you when you think about it, the main series has only had two writers. You know, yeah, er, yeah. you know Tom and Sophie. And that is what was cool about Armageddon game where it was, it was like almost like a series event, which is also just wild. And so, well, and that, that's the thing is they like Western comic books. Like it does, it does get to a point in like with the Marvel and DC stuff. I guess not all Western comics because there's plenty of, of things that are there, but yeah, like if you read the main ongoing series, it can start to feel a little repetitive with some, with some characters and some things. You know, well, it's like it's, the the X Men right now are going through are going through another massacre event. You know, yeah. and well, no, it's it's like if you read Green Lantern, you know, since ever since Jeff Johns started writing it, as much as I like love his run, he started this cycle of the core is under threat, and so the core is defending itself, and the core is nearly destroyed, or sometimes it does get destroyed, but you know, the core is nearly destroyed. They stop it. They repopulate and rebuild the core. Then something else comes and threatens the core. It's like, when does the Green Lantern Corps ever actually like go out and save people or help anyone? You never <laughs> see them doing that anymore, you know, or, yeah. or stopping a villain because they're too busy keeping themselves from being destroyed. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of, and that's kind of like where Turtles at least gets to be a little different because, it, um, especially especially with the IDW run, because it's because it's still ongoing. Like, you know, we're getting all of these status quo changes and it was kind of funny to have the turtles, you know, have mutant town, but then audit and then like become leaders of the community and then get go right back into being outcasts because everyone was mad that they weren't human mutates mm-hmm. like that kind of that kind of stuff I like is, you know, it, it still keeps the status quo, but it like makes it it, 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 it just updates it. So like the story is still ongoing and then. Um, I haven't read 141 or uh, 140 or 141. So yeah, I just read 141 yesterday because you know I'm I'm a month I stay a month behind, uh, and I actually found myself really enjoying it. Uh, I'm I'm once again kind of coming to peace with the turtles. You know, moving on past what you know I, I normally like the turtles doing. Uh, but especially since we've had 10 years of them living underground and living in secret, you know, we had over 100 issues of that. Uh, it is okay for them to now move into a new direction. Yeah, it just, it um, wouldn't make sense for this world. Yeah. And, and, and it's cool because Jenica, actually, you get to see her human history again, which to me is what makes her interesting is that she's the one that was a human at one point. And yeah. so you actually get to see that and, and some of that playing into there. It's it's pretty good. I, I actually liked it. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta read them. I just haven't had. I haven't had the energy to sit down with comics. And it's like every time I want to sit down with a comic, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> it, it surprised me because it did feel kind of slice of lifey uh, a little bit. But at the same time, yeah, they kind the, of like fixed that pretty heavily in the back half of that issue. Though, yeah. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed. Half. But also, like, how Slice of Life is getting arrested, you know? So, yeah. 
Um, in but real it, life, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got arrested last Monday. It was. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we need more of? More Ninja Turtles mangas. We do. You're not wrong. There's, I, I guess, there's like a lot of manga that is adapting the '87 series. Like uh, this isn't the only manga. So. Yeah. So according to uh, Wikipedia, because I was I was looking at this earlier, pull it back up. Um, I've read the Mutant Turtles Gaiden. That's pretty good. It's kind of sort of the first five episodes. Yeah. So there's Mutant Turtles, which is a 15 issue series that simply adapted. Um, the cartoon. Uh, there's Super Turtles, which is what we read. Uh, Mutant Turtles Gaiden is a reinterpretation of the turtle story with no connections to the previous Mutant Turtles manga. Uh, the Mutant Turtles 3, which is an adaptation of the movie. Uh, Mutant, really Turtles, Mutant Turtles 95. And then Mutant Turtles 96, which is a sequel to Mutant Turtles 95. 